Rob. What are we doing here? Hey, Aaron. You know, I just got the most definitive, uh, like, proof so far on this podcast that my webcam is garbage. <laughs> As if you didn't know? Well, it's like, before, all I had was you to go on. You saying it was garbage. Oh, okay, good. True. Um, but uh, you're the first person today uh, that hasn't immediately asked me what happened to my face. Well, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is a good point. There's something, but it's so potato quality that it doesn't even seem like the question would be worthwhile. And so that's why I haven't asked. So, Rob, what is the thing on your face that could either be based on the quality, a real fucked up pimple, a bee sting, (laughs) just a little bit of extra barbecue sauce that you somehow got on your forehead, um, a scrape, a knife attack. Um, Really, it just looks like a a brown, a a, a about centimeter wide brown blob. So I'm going to go with barbecue sauce. So Rob, why do you have barbecue sauce on your forehead? Actually, the crazy thing is that up until this week, I was a unicorn. And I had my <laughs> horn removed. And it's a scar from the surgery. But my camera uh, is so bad that you couldn't tell that I had a horn in it. That, that's like, yeah. It is in a good good spot, but it looks a little off-center. Yeah, so. it, it, it is off-center. So, yeah, what'd you do there? You may know that one of our friends that you unfortunately were unable to attend his bachelor party was you know this what? weekend. <laughs> I was I was going to ask, but then I thought, no, nah, that can't be. Yeah, uh, and so as part of the bachelor... Festivities. Yeah, festivities. Uh, <laughs> we went and shot a bunch of guns. Oh, no. And at the very end, like we'd been there for like literally five hours. I don't know, not okay. figuratively five hours. Uh-huh. Um, and at the very end, one of our other friends busted out a thirty out six. Which, mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is, neither did I until we pulled it out of the case. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like a like World War Two style rifle, like sniper yeah. rifle that shoots very large bullets. Mm-hmm. Very loud. And he told me to keep my face a certain distance away from it when you fired. Otherwise, the scope can come back and tag you. Yeah. Um, didn't take that so. advice to heart. <laughs> uh, so what I have on my face is a quarter scope. perfectly circle cut. Yeah. <laughs> from a scope. From the scope of a old rifle. Kicker is the scope didn't even really work. It, oh. the the instrument that allowed you to adjust the scope was broken, and oh. it, it was broken and off of target, so the scope didn't help. So besides that, what what did you do? Some skeet shooting, some pistols. We did a full round of a skeet course. Nice. And then we rented from the place a fully automatic M4 with a suppressor on it. Okay. And we all watched as several people shot that, like a 30-bullet – I'm going to say clip, but some people say – like there's Cartridge? A difference between clip and magazine, and I don't know magazine. what the difference is. But some people are very picky about that distinction. I'm going to say oh. clip because it sounds right to me. 
but I don't know that it is right. We're, we're, we're looking it up. Here we go. Clip versus magazine. What's the difference? Well, while you're looking that up, I'm just going to say <laughs> it had a 30-bullet clip. Hoping that's the correct term. Sorry, gun enthusiast, if that is not. But I, I guess I don't uh-huh. really care if it isn't. Um, and it shot the full magazine. I'm, I'm switching it up so I'm right no matter what and wrong no matter what. In about one and a half seconds. Wow. That's in, that's insane. And they always say that like guns with the silencer on it don't sound like they do in the video games. Uh-huh. They're right. They still yeah. sound like guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't sound like little they don't they're not quiet at all. As a matter of fact, yeah. if someone were to be shooting that, I would probably be able to tell which direction they were shooting from. Whereas with the thirty odd six was so loud that it sounds yeah, it's like it's a... coming from everywhere. Yeah. So the that's louder true. it is, the harder I think I would have time finding out where it came from. Yeah. Interesting. I think with the suppressor, it's kind of like it takes the edge off. And so, like, maybe if you're in a building or something like that. And also, let's be honest, like, I could I could be mistaken. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I probably am mistaken, let's be honest. I'm sure people use suppressors on assault rifles, but I sh- I'm also pretty sure that they're more effective on small arms. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're actually... Now, again, you're, it still doesn't sound like the pew-pew-pew that you get in the movies, right? Um, but it, you know, rifles of any kind, even assault rifles like the M4, are very loud. Not as loud as a .30-06, but still very loud. And so, um, yeah. Uh, the... The other thing we did, they, they did some small arms after the rifle shooting. Um, and uh, then, you know, we had the, uh, one of our friends brought two, the two rifles, the thirty out 6 and he also brought a twenty two rifle with a scope and all that stuff. And that gun's uh-huh. actually fun to shoot. You might shoot, like, little, little tiny bullets, yep. but, like, you can actually aim it, and you can yeah. shoot it pretty quickly, and it's not very loud, and it yeah. still puts holes in stuff. So True. let me ask you a question. Okay. We did the skeet shooting round with yeah. shotguns. Uh-huh. Um, we shot 50 targets each. Okay. 50 little clays flying around. Clays. Okay. So if you don't know what this, this sport is, is uh, there's like little machines that launch these little clay discs through the air. And yeah. you press a button and it launches one and then you try to shoot at it. And there's a course. There were 14... I believe stations, and each station has two different loca- two different spots that shoot the clay from. And they sometimes they shoot them up high, sometimes they shoot them coming towards you, sometimes they shoot them going away from you. Uh, so this was a so it's a little bit different than skeet shooting. That's typically called sporting clays, because each station you don't know where they're coming from. Well, we actually launched one of each before okay. we started each time, and okay. there was also a group of. Five of us at each, like there was, there was yeah. eleven of us total. We split into two groups, and okay. uh, so if you were the last person to go, you would have seen it a bunch of times already, anyway. So it was only True. fair with the first person not. Anyway, yeah. Out of fifty, how uh-huh. many do you suspect I hit? So if it's sporting clays, that shit's hard. So um, let me ask you it, this: like, uh huh. Now you probably don't know. I'll put it this way. 
the best person in the group hit uh-huh. 31 out of 50. Yeah, so here, here's what I'd say. Um, if I'm skeet shooting, like the normal skeet course, where the, you have the high and the low house, I can pretty consistently do better than 90%. So I typically do 90 to 95% somewhere there. So I'll hit 22 out of 25, something like that. Um, or, or sorry, like 20, 23 out of 25. Um, but that's what I'd say. So with skeet shooting, I can hit it about 90 sporting clays. I hit it about 50. So I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to say that you're maybe not quite as good as I am, even though I'm not that good and say you hit 20 out of 50. How, how, how accurate, (laughs) more accurate than I thought you were going to be for sure. Nice. Okay. (laughs) I hit hit 19. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That, that's pretty good. Sporting clays is way harder. Like when you think of skeet shooting, you, you think of like you stand at each of these stations and you say pull and you pull one and then pull the other. Or if you're really good, you'll pull both at once. Sporting clays is way harder. They'll do some that like shoot straight up at like a weird angle so that it's almost impossible to hit. Um, there were two I've gone I've gone skeet shooting with you a couple or sporting clays shooting a couple times with you. And, you know, there were two here that I thought were particularly cool. Uh-huh. One of them was one of the rabbit ones, you know? So yeah, like, okay. They, they spin it across the ground, so it's actually like a ground target rather than going through the air. But yeah, they, those are cool. They shot it in such a way that it was going down this, like, rubber track or, like, asphalt. It wasn't asphalt. It was, like, a rolled-out track. And halfway okay. on the track was a bump. So a when bump, it hit yeah. the bump, it launched up a little bit and came down. But it didn't always yeah. hit the bump, so you couldn't always depend on that happening. So that was yeah. pretty cool. But then <laughs> there was one that was even cooler. Okay. It launched the clay about five feet off the ground. Okay. And then it hit a trampoline and bounced straight up. No way. Yeah, really? it was pretty fucking tight. Um, That's cool. <laughs> there was one person in our group who um, doesn't always have... The common sense that you think an adult should have. I'm not naming names. Okay. Not hating. That's un. That's I, unfortunate. I was just very concerned that this person was going to shoot the trampoline. Yeah. And when he didn't, I was like, "Thank goodness that this is the <laughs> moment he decided to be a reasonable adult." <laughs> very nice. Very nice. <laughs> uh, other than that, we rented a house that was on a creek. And cool. It, it was nice. a fucking sweet ass house. Like. Nice. Like, really, really nice house. Like, a wraparound porch, the entire house. Yeah. Big old fire pit right behind the house. Had a hammock. And it had, yep. like, another, like, concrete patio set down by the water where there were chairs around that. And then the cool. garage was set up with, like, a ping pong table, a foosball table. And then another, like, super old school game that I had never seen before in my entire life where essentially it's, like, uh, like you spin a top and try to knock down all of these targets. It was cool. Interesting. Um, and we pretty much sat by the fire pit, drank a lot, and we played a lot of <laughs> drinking games, and nice. then we shot guns, and we just uh, hung out and were merry. It was a uh, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. I think it went pretty Very well. Nice. And the scope in you got intimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let me let me ask: um, Have you ever shot a rifle or a pistol before? This instance, I didn't shoot a pistol yes or uh, over the oh, weekend, okay. but I had shot a pistol before that. 
Okay. This was the first time I'd ever shot a rifle. Cool. Uh, did you shoot that fully automatic M4? No, I did not. Okay. How does your experience, do you feel like it changed your perception of guns or what gun law should be or anything like that? No. So, oh, okay. Well, let me, let me ask this. What is your current perception? I don't think individuals should be allowed to own any firearms. Cool. So uh, I'd say I, I had an, an instance where I had shot. So I, I own two shotguns. I haven't used them either one in like three years. And, and Washington has some pretty nice places. I just never get around to it. Uh, I also keep them very locked, and I keep no ammunition anywhere near them. There are no shells anywhere to be seen. Um, but I do like ski shooting on occasion. That that can be pretty fun. I had shot rifles before, but like bolt action, like never never fully or semi-automatic rifles. Just like the the ones that you like a twenty-two, where you're gonna like use a target, and it's gonna be like ten seconds, thirty seconds between shots, you know. Um, but I have to say, if anything could have made me more uncomfortable with guns, it was at a, a bachelor party where people brought like 10 pistols. And literally, it was like a scene from a movie where 10 people are just like all standing there shooting pistols. And like halfway through, I was like, this makes me very uncomfortable. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, how is this? even it's not even fun we're not shooting to hit a target like for me like skeet shooting i could go without it so if if there's a change in the constitution i'm not gonna mind and i will give it's it's totally cool it isn't it is enjoyable like skeet shooting is is fun there was nothing exciting to me about shooting a pistol um like at all and so i i don't know for for me it was just i just remember being like Wow, I am very uncomfortable, and I don't know some of these people. I don't trust most of these people. Like, I can't believe I am standing next to these people while they are holding a deadly weapon. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> someone who I trust a great deal uh-huh. brought and kept loaded a pistol the entire time we were there. And apparently it's always loaded because, like, what's the point of having it if you don't keep it loaded? You're not going to, like, if someone breaks in, what are you going to do? Ask them to stop for you to put bullets in type yeah. of uh, reasoning. And I it just 11 fucking drunk-ass dudes and a loaded yeah. firearm anywhere in the house. Yeah. Oh, I mean. That's, and then, yeah, like, that's having it in the car yeah. loaded, I, yeah. man, it's, it's just. <laughs> Well, that's my well, two, two, mine isn't loaded for two reasons. One, because you know the the famous fact uh, that is a fact. We it's it's not debatable that every gun is more likely to be caught like to cause an accidental death than it is to cause a defensive saving of your life. And and two, I don't think I could fire a firearm at someone. Like I, I physically don't think, and so. Maybe my my shotgun could be unlocked, but just with no ammunition anywhere near it. Because I don't think I could actually shoot. I could use it as a as a toy, as a fake. <laughs> like, hey, I have a gun. But I don't think I could physically pull the trigger while aiming it at another human being. Is it a pump action? It is. So That yeah, sound so alone could probably scare someone yeah, off. That, that sound is menacing, right? It's a menacing sound. It's all, like, it's it looks menacing. 
but I, I, I couldn't fire it at someone. I don't think I could fire a gun at a stranger, but there's a couple people I can think of if I get the opportunity. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's, yeah, this, is, this is valid. The, the other thing that's interesting about a shotgun is that especially the type of ammunition that you buy for skeet shooting is very... Uh, it's not very... It's dangerous. You can harm people, but like... Rounds that are in pistols and rifles and things like that, those are designed to damage flesh, right? Uh, shotgun shells that are birdshot, those are designed to like clip a wing, to clip like the lightest, most fragile type of muscle and bone that is on the earth, right? So they're, they're just not like, I wouldn't want to get shot with a shotgun, but you know, unless it's point blank. You're not going to kill someone more than likely. It's going to be annoying. It's like uh, fucking Cheney, right? He shot someone with a shotgun, and the guy was had a shitty day, but it wasn't like he was in danger of dying. <laughs> Good job, Cheney. <laughs> anyway, that, like, I, yeah, the same thing. I, I knew a guy. Um, again, don't want to no names, but like. You know, keeps keeps loaded weapons and there's, you know, possibly children around and it's just like, it's uncomfortable. Like, it's just like, this is uncomfortable to me, you know, um, and, it, and it just doesn't seem worth the risk. So, but that's just, that's my opinion. Uh, but I am very much with you. I would not be remiss. Now, I'm not, I don't, it's interesting I don't want to be too inflammatory because I'd rather anything get done, right? Oh yeah, if I were running for office, I would not run on the. I'm gonna ban all guns. I'm gonna run. I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna try to even make that a thing. It pos- like happen. Same. Because if you go that far, then you're not gonna get anything. Correct. So I'm. I'm kind of. But I'd say personally, for me, if there were no Second Amendment, I wouldn't cry about it. Like, I'd be like, okay. I understand that some people enjoy shooting and that it's uh-huh. recreational. I just, for me personally, I've never been shooting where I thought this is more fun than going to the batting cage or going golfing yeah. or playing tennis or doing any of the other activities outside that I do. It's not more fun than those, so I don't fully understand why I would ever go shooting as it's more expensive to do than all of those things, except for maybe yeah. golf. Golf might be more expensive. But other than golf, all of those other ones are pretty much cheaper. I have to say, uh, golf, I'm going to put below skeet shooting because golf blows, in my opinion. Oh, I really like playing golf a lot, actually. I'm also terrible at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good, so, but like... But you're right. Like, I, I was given both of the shotguns I own by my grandfather, uh, so... I have them, and like I said, they're well locked. But I, I mean, when I do feel like, obviously, I am not, I'm not way into this sport because I've gone once in three years. But, uh, like, it, it, I'd be perfectly fine going when I did have the hankering to go, go rent a gun, skeet shoot, give them the gun back, and go home. Yeah, you know, like that, that's that's you can get your jollies. <laughs> Or you can have locations where you rent the gun and then you can go out and kill fuzzy woodland creatures all you want. Sure. As long as you eat them. You've got to, or at least claim, at least pretend that you're going to eat them. 
Eh. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of people who just shoot living things for fun. There's something sociopathic about it for whatever reason. I just can't I can't square that with any type of I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I kill ants all the time cuz they fuck with me. Well, but that's is a deer fucking with you, you know? Like I'm just saying like I'm not drawing that line if I'm not willing to draw the line for myself. If some, if okay. some Hindu okay. person came out and said that, you know, I feel like then you okay. I see. I, I, to me, my line, like we were saying last week, build the line. My line is, fuck it. If you actually eat lion meat, and even if you hate it, and you really wanted to mount the head, or you wanted to, to mount it or something, and you fucking hate lion meat, but you fucking, you, you, you clean it, and you cook it, and you eat it, okay, I, you, you've, okay, fine. I'll give you the line. You, you. You're allowed to, but I guess. everyone who would do that but, were allowed to do that. There would be no lions next week. I know. Uh, well, but uh, I mean, are there really that many people? I think it's more and more becoming like no. You, if you're if deep down you know you're doing this for sport, you're kind of a sociopath. I, at least that's my perception. <laughs> like, I I mean I just can't understand it. Honestly. Alrighty, here we go. This is going to be fun. I am going to attempt to actually play devil's advocate as best I can. Um, and I will give, I, I will admit, about 20% of me actually agrees with what I'm going to play devil's advocate for. Or at least... Yeah, anyway, let's 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 continue. After we talked about um, you know, do people should should the government have the right to tell people what they can and cannot do with their bodies last week. Rob and I had turned we turned off the uh, recording and we talked a little bit about a little known case um called Citizens United versus the Federal Election Commission. Like I said, no one's ever heard of it. Um <laughs> And what I had decided, I, I, you know, Supreme Court, blah, 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 I have an obsession. So much so where I will literally read the whole opinions. And so I decided I'm going to go read the opinion. Because we had, we had a little bit of discussion here. And now, Rob, in this discussion, though, you've got to work through the Constitution. So you're going to have to play the liberal justice side, which is fine. And like I said, I pretty much agree with them 80%. Um, but about 20% of me, after reading the opinion and listening some, to some things that Kennedy said, I can see where he's coming from, or I can see where the conservative justices are coming from, from where they are coming. Um, and how, however, um, it's a long opinion. And so I'm going to try to... Chelsea does something. I don't know if you've, you've witnessed me enforce this yet. She'll ask me a question about something, like, hey, Aaron, what do you think about Bitcoin? And I'll turn around, and she'll just see this look in my eyes that there's about to be two-hour-long you know, <laughs> diatribe. Like, I'm about to go on this huge—I'm about to give a fucking course in Bitcoin. And so she's like, you get one sentence. 
<laughs> and so what I do is I decide, okay, well, the best way to string out a sentence is to do independent clause, semicolon, independent clause, comma, and independent clause. That's the best way to stretch out a sentence. So what I'm going to try to do is give like the case in one or two sentences and then give kind of what the majority said in one or two sentences. And then we'll discuss. Buckle in, kids. He may have said he was going to keep it short, but you knew he wasn't going to. Um, but despite the fact, Rob, that we were building our own government last week, we do have to we're, – we're going to actually consider the Constitution. We're going to like try to be – like the justices, because if we just say what what like how should the world really be, we're gonna agree. I think generally um, on on where speech and money should be in elections, but I want to fit it into the framework of like what the Supreme Court justices have to work with. So anyway, some people make a politically charged video. Semicolon. They pre-sue the Federal Election Commission because they think that they will get fined by them, comma, and the Supreme Court says that corporations are people. <laughs> However, I'm going to con- contradict that. They don't quite say that corporations are people. It's a unfortunate side effect, but I could also argue that they had already said this in the past. Okay. So, but here's the cool thing. The fun part about this case is originally the lawyers for Citizens United, they basically made a 90-minute documentary that was like Hillary Clinton is the worst. It is not a it is the most politically charged thing ever. It is very politically charged and it's like Hillary Clinton is the worst because they think that she's going to be the one running against McCain. Not it doesn't end up happening, but regardless, they pre-sue for the right to say we should be allowed to do this. So what happened is the Federal Election Commission passed some rules via Congress. Congress gave them the authority to do this. That basically said, like you can't like corporations um, can't, and in general, like electioneering leading up to thirty days before a general election. Is not allowed. And electioneering is ads on behalf of a candidate, things like that. So any electioneering by and corporations kind of got swung in there. But at the time, Citizens United didn't actually care. That's the group that made this Hillary video. They didn't care upon what basis they were allowed to show their video and give and, and put out ads for the video. They just wanted to do it. So interestingly enough, when they went to the district courts and they went to the court of circuit courts and they went to the Supreme Court, they were like, here's 20 reasons why we should be allowed to do this. They said, you know, we're actually a media company. They said, um, you know, it, it is a documentary. Does it really count as electioneering? They said, you know, um, well, it's, it's video on demand. It's not really generally available. You've got to go to a website and buy it. So they came up with like 10 different reasons why they should be allowed to. And they said, by the way, if you reject all of those reasons, what you would call like the, the narrow interpretation, if you reject all of those, we also think that these rules are just unconstitutional under the First Amendment. But, but that's only if you reject all of our other claims. Well, what ends up happening is 
hilarity ensues. And the court is like, let's be honest, this is a 90-minute ad to vote for McCain. Or to vote for anyone but Hillary Clinton. <laughs> like, let's be honest. This is electioneering. There's no question about it. And they also say, like, let's be honest, you know, you're not really a media company, even though you claim you are. But you make a good point about how, like, how are we really supposed to discern between you and CNN or you and New York Times, so on and so forth. So the court goes through all this shit. And at the end, they say two very important things. Um... In, ge- in general, they reaffirm, so this had already been well established, they pretty much reaffirm that um, money, the expenditure of money, is speech or aids in the des- dissemination of your speech. That had already pretty much been established. That's not really a Citizens It's not like new in Citizens United. What they did... That hadn't been done in a while. That hadn't ever been done, and there had been some cases that they basically overturned. Um, one of them is like Wisconsin right to life. Another one is Austin versus the FEC or something like that, or FEC versus Austin, something like that. They said corporations are protected under the First Amendment. They can have speech under the First Amendment, and. The thing, the, the interesting thing here is that this isn't new. So the, the point that I'm trying to make, which is kind of interesting, saying that really isn't new. Probably one of the most famous, uh, you know, cases of free speech is the New York Times versus the United States. And have you seen the the Post? Mm-mm. Okay, so there's a movie out right now called The Post about how the Washington Post decided to publish uh you know information about the pentagon papers during the nixon administration even though the nixon administration had gotten an injunction against new york times for publishing similar stuff anyway um the new york times sues the government saying you're you are uh abridging the right to free to to speech like our right to speak and so what what basically ended up happening is it was like okay well Corporations basically, even before that, had the right to speak. So New York Times, for example, under the First Amendment, had the right to publish information about the Pentagon plate papers. Unless, and again, this is one of those famous like exceptions to the First Amendment, unless the government could prove some type of clear and present danger. Like, is there... Is this going to show troop movements right now? Is this going to cause danger to an operation that is ongoing right now? And the Supreme Court at the time said that they didn't have enough. Um, like they didn't. They didn't have a like. The burden wasn't met. The the government couldn't prove that there, this was going to be bad enough for the Vietnam War effort. Um, to, to not let them publish this information, regardless of how they obtained it. So that right there is a, is a perfect example. The New York Times isn't a person. This is a company that sued for the right to speak. The interesting thing here, though, is that for whatever reason, and, and I actually agree with Justice Kennedy on this, for whatever reason, we put the New York Times or the Washington Post, or CNN, or NPR, or Fox News Network, 
we give them a special classification of company. They're a media company. They're a media outlet. And so let me ask you this real quick. If 30 days before the election, like 2016 election, the New York Times got information about how Trump did something that would generally be to the effect of he's so bad, Americans shouldn't vote for him. Are they allowed to publish it? Yes. Yes. In my, in my view, yes. And kind of what Justice Kennedy said is, however, the New York Times, even though they're a media arm of a company, they're part of a much bigger corporate entity. And so any company could really, any corporation could just create a media arm and funnel as much money as they want to it and call it a media entity. Right? I, but I disagree There's, with the fundamental outcome of this. Before we go any further, that, okay. that corporations are people and have a right to free speech. So it, I would say it, the editor of the newspaper can publish the information as he's an individual with right to free speech. But New York Times is not a person. Uh, you're saying the outcome of New York Times or versus Washington the United Post States or any or? of the any there's like no media corporation is a person is a, is a person. So I would say the New York Post or the Washington Post or whatever it's called does not have a right to free speech as it's not a person. A individual staff writer for them, you can't limit their ability to speak. Got it. Okay, cool. So that that's an interesting point. And and we'll we'll move on to that. First thing before before we move on, though, um why because an entity is a corporation, should it not have the right to speak? Because the Constitution doesn't say anything about corporate rights. It's about individual rights. It's not a person. It doesn't have rights. It has so rights cool. so far as the people have rights. Cool. And so this is, this is what's interesting, and this is where you know conservatives, while I don't always agree with the way they read the Constitution, if you read the First Amendment, it doesn't really say anything about people. It says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. It doesn't say Congress shall make well, no law. It sounds uh, like they just get – like what Robert Kennedy said was why our media arms have some special thing. First Amendment says press the media. Yeah, it says it right yeah. there. But but then – and this is interesting. This is where Kennedy actually says in the opinion, like, okay, but, but then you just say that you're press. You just make a press subsidiary of your corporation. And then are we just going to be trying all these cases, deciding whether the press arm so, of a corporation is really a press arm? So Obama's giving a speech or a talk. Can me or you just go watch it if while he's president? Sorry, let me – I mean yes. No, because you have to have a press pass to get in. So they already do distinguish who is mm. part of the press. I can't just create my own press company and then get an invite to these speeches. No, the government recognizes some organizations as being part of the press already. So th that's interesting. I actually don't know how that distinction is made. But it's made. Um, yeah, but you, you could – now here's the thing. Trump famously doesn't let certain – news 
corporations into some of the White House press briefings. I would say that's an abridgment of the First Amendment. He is going against the Constitution by doing that. Sure, but but honestly, like, at which point do you, are you like? I'm sure the room is only a certain size, or you could make that argument. At which point do you draw the line and say you're not actually pressed, so we don't have to let you in here? You know, like like can I create a corporation or create a media company and say that, give myself a press pass? Now, I understand there's some distinction of what a press pass is, but does that make does that really make it any is there any difference there? Yeah, I mean, absolutely I, there is. Okay, uh, I, I would tend to disagree personally. You would make because some type of criteria defining what is press, and then, you know, companies that achieve that are members of the press. Okay, so what? So then, so let me ask you then what. What rules would you say are required to achieve that distinction? Oh, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot to create a government yeah, rule. Yeah, okay. Okay, uh, okay never Maybe mind. you would have to have a certain percentage of your staff be college-educated in journalism. Because that's kind of what they require for engineering. That's what they require for doctors. That's what they require for lawyers. So Interesting. let's make okay. a similar thing for – there's some type of professional organization that defines – Professional board or something. Yeah. yeah, okay. Interesting. Okay, cool. Something like that. So now, now here's the thing, though, um, and, and this is what Kennedy's argument. Okay, well, it, there are people who get around it. There are fucking quack doctors. Have you ever heard of Doctor Oz? Like that guy has an MD, and the guy's a maniac, right? There are doctors who prescribe opioids to people who shouldn't be prescribed opioids. Is Doctor right? Oz They're, still practicing medicine? Because I don't think that he is. I don't think so, but let's say someone he, else there. I think he was a re- real doctor until he realized there was way more money in taking advantage of poor people than there was in being a real doctor. And he had sure. to give up being a real doctor to do that. I'm pretty sure. sure that he would be disbarred from the medical association if he were to go back into the practice. Kind of like actually, how Dr. Carson stopped practicing medicine when it came out that he was fucking nuts. I, I actually don't know what that works out for Dr. Oz, but let's say there are doctors who are probably not up to my standards of the way a doctor should act. Like there are doctors who tell people that vaccines are bad. Like that's not a doctor anymore to me. I'm not in charge of the AMA though or whatever board certifies doctors. Uh, I, I assume it's not the AMA. I assume it's something else. But like let's just establish that while there will be a bar for press just as there is a bar for doctors there are ways to get in without necessarily being the best example and and so what what kennedy's point was is like is that is that going to end up becoming our job deciding that there needs to be an association that gives you a certification to be called press and that we then have to start trying cases on whether or not you get freedom of speech because you did or did not meet that bar and whether that bar is too high or that bar is too low. The, this, the Constitution doesn't say anything about that bar. It just says Congress shall make no law respecting or, or sorry, make no law abridging the freedom of speech. Right. It doesn't say anything about whether there's a bar. It doesn't say anything about people. It doesn't say anything about that. So if you read your interpretation, then people should be able to yell fire in a movie theater. People should be able to yell anything they want, anywhere they want. So if you're getting rid of that ability of Congress, then you have to get rid of all of it. Because it says 
shall make no law. Yeah. It doesn't say unless anywhere. And this is where it gets exciting. So this is where you have the difference of opinion between the liberal justices and the conservative justices. What Kennedy's point is with with these, um, you know, whether these election rules were constitutional or not, was it's too hard and too much of a rabbit hole to adjudicate every single one of these cases. And then the next thing they basically say is, and all of the reasons we used to adjudicate these cases, like it would look, it would possibly look corrupt or corporations are too powerful or things like that aren't as in their view immediately damaging like yelling fire in a crowded theater or something like that. Disagree. Whereas the liberals Yeah, and so where the liberals say we disagree wholeheartedly, this is actually in their view more damaging than yelling fire in a crowded theater, so on and so forth. Um now, here here's the next one. Uh and then we'll, we can we can wrap it up a little bit. What about money as speech? It's not it's just not. Yeah. The Constitution guarantees you a right to say your mind. It does not give you the right to pay people to listen to you. Well, what do you mean pay people to listen to You're you? You're going to say that money is used to make your message more heard or some bullshit like that. Con- Constitution guarantees that right nowhere. You could go off on your soapbox and yell as loud as you want. Nobody has to fucking listen to you, and the Constitution guarantees you any right to be more heard. Yeah. Okay. So then, then I say, the New York Times, in disseminating its paper, is not allowed to use money, what right? Because they they can get on their soapbox and they can scream it however they want. But the New York Times has way more money than my new paper that I invented today, and they're getting to disseminate. They're getting to be more heard. Because they have more money for journalists, they have more money for printing presses, they have more money for dissemination, and I don't have the money. And they get more heard than me because they have the money to use to disseminate their speech. How is that fair? Uh, well, that's a different thing altogether. How so? You are not allowed like, – okay, take it back. You've, okay. you've just made two arguments that seem completely unrelated to me. Okay. You are not allowed to pay a politician directly. Sure. To or you're not yeah, you're not allowed to pay a politician directly if you're a corporation. That's what I don't want to happen. That's what I think should be illegal. You sure. you can pay as much money as you want to create a website to entice people to come to your website to read the stories you wrote. You, New York Times can spend as much money as they want, but no one has to look at it. Correct. But if you pay directly an individual to listen to you, that's where I have a problem. Got it. Okay. Um, so you're, you're, So this is where I think liberals would do well to be more – to understand that this is nuanced – Right? Because in my view, like just saying speech is not money, or sorry, money is not speech, is not 
quite accurate. We, we understand in our society that if you have more money, if you are the New York Times, your speech will be more uh, widespread. But right? that's not always what, true. What, I mean, it is. It is. No, because who do you think is. would be more heard in America right now? If LeBron James comes out and says something or if Bill Gates comes out and says something. LeBron James by a million percent, and he has way less money. I disagree. If if they use their money effectively to disseminate their message, I, I, I would say I don't Bill care. Gates. I disagree because I feel like people just don't really care that much about Bill Gates, whereas LeBron James carries this massive star power. Bill Bill Gates isn't gonna isn't gonna use his name. He's gonna find the next person who will sell out and get them. To be on every ad between every show on every channel. So maybe one person, one tick less popular than LeBron James. He will pay that person to make an ad and be between every, in every ad segment on, in the United States. Right? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, he can do that. You won't even know Bill Gates is associated with it. You think they could do that? I don't think they could. Well, I, I think he could. <laughs> More, more so than LeBron James. Could, I don't think LeBron James doesn't have to do any of that. He just has to fucking say it in front of a camera offhand and everybody fucking hears it. Sure, everyone – yeah, sure. But the, <laughs> I, I'm still saying that like Bill Gates has a, has a fundamental more ability to disseminate that information over and over and over and over again. And he could even – like he could theoretically do something like I will pay you – to not show whatever you were going to show about LeBron James and do my ad. I'll pay you 10 times, right? Like that is physically, po- that's theoretically possible. So having that money it, like is, is directly correlated to the amount of your speech you can. I mean, you can't argue that if, if maybe my ideas are more popular than the New York Times, but if I don't have the money to disseminate a newspaper, they won't be heard at all. At least not to the degree that the New York Times is. I just – that's a fundamental different – it's fundamentally different than the idea of paying a politician. Exactly. But, but that's why I say liberals should be more nuanced about it. What you don't mean is money is not speech. You should say I recognize that when someone decides to speak and get their message out, there is a certain amount of money that will sometimes go into that. When you just – You have not changed my mind that money is not speech. You, your, your argument is unconvincing to me because what the New York Times is doing when they're buying newspapers or buying ads is not speaking. It's not speaking. What? No, when they print their newspaper, that is speaking, right? That is speech. It, and, and they can fundamentally print more newspapers than I can. Like the, the, the only reason – like if I had as much money as them, I could make a newspaper – and make as many newspapers as them. But I don't have as much money. So and I would I argue that if you made the exact same number of newspapers that the New York Times made, you would still be way less hurt. Yes, at first. No, but I think probably forever. Maybe forever. But I'm saying without the money, it's definitely not happening. Disagree. It's never happening. YouTube. Uh... In the YouTube world, in the Reddit world, it's different now. There are people out there who with very little resources and very little money – Get their message heard by a larger audience than the New York Times probably has. Uh, I disagree. You know who? Like the, I, 
the, the other I thing guarantee is, like, that Rhett and Link get more hits on their YouTube channel every day than the New York Times does. But I also guarantee you that anyone with a brain is going to trust them less because they don't they don't have to, they don't pretend to fact check things. They don't cross reference their sources. They don't interview multiple wizards. like they don't do any of that. So, yeah, sure. But this idea that you need a ton views. of money to be heard is just not true anymore. I I'm not saying that it's 100% true. I'm I'm just saying that to to say that there is no relationship between the two is outrageous. Right? Like it that's just outrageous. That same with Fox News Network. If you took away all their money, right? They they wouldn't have a network. They wouldn't be able to put airtime on TV. And while Rhett and Link might get a lot of views, they don't get any Fox News viewers. They don't get the, the 40 to 80-year-olds, right? Maybe they get a few, but not anywhere to the degree as Fox News. And the fact that it's sitting there on TV, easy to obtain, because of the money that Fox News has to put in to disseminating that information. Again, I'm not saying that it's required, I'm just saying that to say that it doesn't have an effect is to completely ignore reality, right? It, it can have an effect. And if you do have a bunch of money, like, look, if you take the Koch brothers and take away all their money, nobody knows who the fuck they are. Right. Nobody knows. But the thing you're saying is that anything that has an effect on who can hear your message is protected speech. I'm and not I saying, fundamentally disagree with that. I, I'm not necessarily saying it's protected. I'm just saying to decouple, to say that they're not coupled is yeah but why were you trying to protect money as being part of speech and not any of the other million things that affect how many people hear your message so well because part of what kennedy says is that if you actually if you wanna if if you ask us to remove money from speech we will literally fucking remove it like in in so far as that money cannot go into like if you if you fundamentally believe that money is not speech, then it should be decoupled. And any speech that has that requires any money to disseminate is is now not free speech. Right? Do you really want to say that? Is that really how you want the world to work? That you literally have to get out of soapbox. You literally have have to have a YouTube channel. You have to have a way to disseminate it that requires zero dollars. So if what you're saying is true, then why is the FCC allowed to exist? FEC? FCC. They regulate what you can and can't say on TV. Why is that legal? I don't think it should be, personally. I think the FCC Well, how do you jive that with his opinion? Because they both are allowed to exist. Um... I, I think that the the court would say that you're allowed to say what can be going on what times, but you can't like completely ban something. And the FCC doesn't completely oh, ban you can't, any, can't like, say at certain times, like say thirty days leading up to an election. Yes, I, I I agree. Like, look, I think the FCC is bullshit personally, right? Like, I I'm not going to defend the FCC. I'm I'm just saying, in my view, taking such a black and white stance on money and speech is more hurtful to the to the discussion than helpful, because I completely agree, and and the court has agreed for years. This money is a is a vehicle 
to disseminating speech has been something that the court has been okay with and the U.S. has been okay with for years and years and years. Here's the thing. Like, look, even Rhett and Link, if they don't have the money to buy a fucking camera or to buy a microphone, as little as that money is, they don't have a YouTube channel. If they don't have the money to connect themselves to the internet, right? So what you're, then, what then, you're saying is absurd to me that the decoupling means that the government would be able to regulate any speech if they paid in any way to make it? That's, abs- that's not at all what decoupling them would result in. Then, then what do you think it means? And, and, uh, but see, that, that's what the court is trying to say. Where do you want us to draw the line if we say that money is not speech? I, right? Is it just election campaigns? Because I'm, I'm in agreement there. But but is it how much money the New York, the New York Times is only allowed to spend a million dollars on disseminating? That's the max. Because we don't want money to influence speech, you're only ever allowed to spend a million dollars on disseminating one idea, right? So Rhett and Link, all they need is a camera, a fucking internet connection, and a microphone, and that costs less than a million dollars. And New York Times, so that you can't drown them out with all of your money, possibly. You only get up to a million dollars to speak each individual idea, right? Th- that's what the court's trying to say. Where, where do you want us to draw that line? Or should we just say, no, this is kind of how, how the world works, and the New York Times can spend $10 billion on one issue if they want. They, they can put all that money into it, right? And so do you, do you want them to start drawing those lines, and where do they draw those lines? Now, if you want them to draw them on elections in certain ways or giving to campaigns, I'm totally on board there. Like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm with the liberals on that. Like it's so damaging to our democracy that I think that we should be allowed to say, yeah, Constitution, that's too damaging. But I do agree with this like fundamental argument. Look, if you really want us to start drawing these lines, I think you're going to be more annoyed with how that goes down than you are with just saying, look, let's not put any lines on, on money being a vehicle really, to the disseminate Really, the problem I have speech. more is that corporations being considered people. Sure. Okay, cool. Which I do too. And, and, and that's, the, that's the other thing. Again, I think liberals should be a little bit more nuanced. The decision doesn't really say that corporations are people, right? All it says is that when they read the First Amendment— they don't see enough text in there. Again, you could make an argument about, yeah, it's a 200-year-old document. They don't that see enough text in there to make this argument, but they see enough text in the Second Amendment to give the right of individuals to own firearms. Like, this is just called selective reading for whatever you politically want. So, and I would disagree. Um, again, I... I personally am a loose constructionist when it comes to reading the Constitution. We should read the Constitution in a manner that makes logical sense. But if you read the Second Amendment, I get one thing out of it, but I can understand how someone who is trying to defend their right to to keep and bear arms would read it to say, it it says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be abridged. Like that is the last clause. Now, the first clause is a functioning or whatever, a well-maintained militia being essential to the functioning of a free 
free state or whatever it is, something like that. Um, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be abridged. Right. And what what the conservatives on the court would say, it says very clear, clearly, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be abridged. This thing about the militia, it's confusing, but it doesn't change the meaning of the second half. So I think it does. They think it doesn't. So you're saying that you have you can read that way and you can see both sides, but you can't see how the First Amendment wasn't written in such a way that it could be individuals or corporations, considering the fact that the Constitution was written before corporations existed. They were obviously Sorry, I, not talking about corporations if they yeah. literally did not exist at the time. Sorry, of let, me, let me rephrase. I, I can see it. What I'm saying is I can also see how... On both sides, on both of these, you can, you can see bo- both of them. I can see how a strict constructionist could argue their interpretation. Of both. Right. I'm not saying I agree, right? And I'm not saying, uh, like, you know, one of the things that, one of the things that uh, Steven says on the other side, just so you know, the, uh, one of the things that Steven says is, I don't give a fuck what the First Amendment says. The Constitution starts with the words, we the people. So let's just assume all of these things apply to people. Right, the the conservatives don't say that freedom of speech applies to people in corporations or people. It just says when I read the First Amendment, I don't see it disallow. I don't see it excluding corporations. So there's four different arguments here. There's the uh-huh. First Amendment, two sides. It strictly applies to people. It applies to people and corporations. The Correct. Second Amendment, there's two sides. It doesn't apply to people, or it's does apply to people like it's just militias or it's or it's everyone uh, i see can where you're you going this is see, good you're saying that you can see both sides of the gun one but you can't see both sides of the of the first amendment one sorry i'm saying i can see both sides of the first amendment one too that's what i've been trying to say yeah i, I can see both sides of the first sorry i've been trying to say this the whole time i i can see both sides and 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 like i land on your side so, <laughs> personally so the so the the justices say that they can see how an unstrict reading of the Second Amendment allows the right for individuals to bear arms, but they have to read a purely strict one for the First Amendment one in order for it to apply to corporations. They're selectively applying their political beliefs to get the result that they want. I, I would tend to agree, um, but I can... S- it, this this is part of the problem with being so, and we've discussed this before, like obsessed with the U.S. Constitution, like it is literally some type of document handed down from God. When in reality, like James Madison wrote wrote most of the Bill of Rights, right? And he was just a dude. He was wrong on some things, right? He was right on other things. He was totally for. He, the he Bill of was Rights for didn't apply to black or, people, which was exactly. a huge missed it. A, a, whole, a huge, uh, yeah. Uh, didn't oversight. apply to women. Oh, fuck that we, one too. We we talked about that too, and, and that's one of the things that's scary to me. There's fucking quotes of Scalia in oral arguments where somebody's talking about women's rights, and he's like, "I don't see anything about women's rights in the Constitution. Why are we even having this discussion?" So. I'm I'm trying to tell you I'm totally on your side. The way I interpret these things is much more loose, and you know Stephen's argument is 
first of all, this document is for people. And second of all, we don't give people some of the, the, the goodness we give corporations. Like, you know, like if, if can every person then incorporate and have like very, very favorable bankruptcy, uh, you know, shielding, like just wrap yourself in a corporation. And now if you have tons of debts, you just say that it's a corporation's fault and it's not your fault. Right. Or, you know, when you, when a corporation inadvertently causes a death, they don't go on trial for negligent manslaughter ever. Right. And so his argument was corporations by the very nature of being less liable for almost all of the things it does means that we don't have to give it these types of rights, right? Because we don't give people, we don't even give people the right to, you know, file bankruptcy in the same manner that we give corporations. We don't give people the right to have favorable tax laws based on, you know, being a corporation and things like that. So, like I said, I'm totally on your side. But what I think is important is for liberals to be a little bit more nuanced in the way that we understand what they said. And my thing is, you know, I don't think even, I don't think Kennedy would say corporations are people. I think he would say that the First Amendment, based on my reading, does not give the U.S. government the authority to write any laws or make any election rules that abridge that right. And I would say that I disagree, but I would say it's better to respond and discuss that point because that's the real point. If we just talk about our corporations or people and just like get upset about it, that's not actually the argument that's made in the opinion at all. It's kind of one of these, how can we say it the best way, right, that that gets people fired up. When I can be just as fired up about the opinion without necessarily uh, making a straw man that corporations are people. Because I, I honestly, from the reading, don't think that that is the implication. In my opinion. But this is a good, this is a good, there's a lot of good stuff here, right? I, I think the money thing is an interesting thing too. I see where you're coming from. Here's what I think. I personally think that we, we can totally, and Kennedy would agree with you, we can totally fix some of this if we just have Constitutional Amendment number 28. That says elections don't get any <laughs> any constitutional rights. Uh, we can do whatever the fuck we want with elections. We can abridge speech. We can abridge guns. We can abridge habeas corpus. Like we elections are completely separate. We want to put elections in this house of oversight that is super extreme, and, and that's the, that's one of the other things that the liberals i think did a good job of arguing in the in the dissent is it just like yo this is gonna make elections look real fucking bad and that's where we are they do look really bad it has completely sown distrust in the democratic uh experiment like exactly what steven said would happen in his opinion is what has happened right so it, it has done exactly what they said it would happen and uh it's possible that enough badness could happen that a future court, probably not any court uh, soon, but a future court might overturn to say, man, it's just so bad for our society that 
it's like yelling fire a thousand times in a thousand crowded theaters times ten. I think that that would only happen if you have a liberal court. Because it's yes, not about uh, what's legal. It's about what serves the, the person's personal interests. Possibly. I, 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 I see where you're coming from. I tend to trust people too much, and you, you know that about me. And so I like to see – when I look at Kennedy and I read his opinion, I like to see this is a man who I disagree with but who has his principles. And I know that you disagree <laughs> with that estimation of him and others. Uh, but I feel the same way about the liberals. I, I like to say, like, Stevens and Sotomayor and Kagan and Breyer, like, they wrote the dissent because of their principled interpretation of the Constitution and what is good for our society. Don't agree with that either. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, now, here, here's a fun fact, because I, I, I don't know if I talked about this with you, but I talked about it with a coworker. Literally on, I think, Thursday of last week, I was like, RBG, I hope she's taking her vitamin C. I hope she's taking her vitamin E. I hope she's taking her vitamin D. I hope she's doing her planks every day. I hope, uh, I hope that you know the other justices are keeping her mind sharp, because I do not want her to be replaced. <laughs> And then I went on to say, and to be honest, Kennedy is getting up there too. I'm, I'm for him staying. I'm for him staying on. And did you hear the news? Yeah, I saw it. It is possible that he is retiring in the summer, or at least there's, there's rumors that he's retiring in the, in the summer. Now, let me ask you a question, Rob. This is a hard question. Would you prefer that he retire or not? Um, I don't think it'll make any difference. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, my experience with the American political system is that nothing matters and that it's all pointless. (laughs) So, um, I'm not sure that anything will actually be different with or without him. So I guess I don't care. So, and and again, this is where I, I like, I guess I just try to see the good. I mean... Two things. Breyer, uh, fuck, is it is it Breyer or Souter? I think it's Souter is who I'm thinking of. Um, okay, so Justice Souter, he actually famously retired the year that Citizens United was argued the first time. It was also argued a second time. Um, and he was famously there during the first arguing and pretty pissed about the way the the discussion was going but had already decided to retire and then retired uh blah 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 it wouldn't have made a you know a huge difference between because he's more liberal and he was replaced i believe with sotomayor who's liberal but but check this out hold on let me let me give you this example okay if you were to take a big open not that big open area and you were to put two equally sized blocks of cheese on either end and then okay. drop nine rats in there. Whichever one got five rats, one got four rats, and that's how you made the Supreme Court decisions, wouldn't be different than the current Supreme Court to me. Interesting. I, uh, I would – yeah, I see where you're coming from. However, um, 
to be more realistic, four of those rats always go the same direction. No, eight of those rats always go the same direction. And then whichever that ninth rat is, yes. so you might as well just use the one rat. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> Honestly, there there is something, and people do say that Anthony Kennedy, unless he leaves, is probably the most powerful person in America and has been for 10 years, at least. Um, but But here's the thing that's interesting. David Souter, do you know who appointed him? Justice Souter. No idea. I'm going to guess because of his age, probably like Nixon or something like that. No, no, no. Uh, he was appointed by George H.W. Bush. Also, he was already he re- really fucking old when he got in. Yeah, he, he retired in 2009. Um, and he was appointed by George H.W. Bush. And so what do you think his party affiliation is? I'm going to guess since you're asking me, it's liberal. No, he's Republican. He is a registered Republican. But he goes liberal. He went liberal every time. And so, uh, to me, I, I, I agree with you. That there's, there's some of this, you know, where, uh, you know, protectionism and it's too political and things like that. But there are instances like David Souter. And, and, and to be honest, there are instances like Kennedy where if we didn't have Kennedy, if Kennedy were the appointee, if, and especially if Souter were the appointee that Bush wanted him to be, but if Kennedy were the appointee that I think it was also Bush who appointed him, that Bush wanted him to be, he wouldn't have gone for any of the gay marriage cases that he went for. I'm just going to have to say that on the personal uh, reasons behind the decisions, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Okay, Rob, what do you think? How do we fix America? Uh, You know how every major empire in human history had a fall? Oh, God. Okay. I think we're at the beginning of that. We're at the beginning of that. The beginning of the fall of America, as 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 it as, as it's known. That's my you, honestly realistic opinion of what's happening right now in this country. Do you think it began earlier? Yes, absolutely. Interesting. I think it began when we elected a Hollywood movie star president of the United States. Oh, well, that yeah. Um, I meant earlier, like during Nixon or no, I Carter meant I meant Reagan. Or... Oh, Reagan! Oh, you meant Reagan? Okay, Reagan. Interesting. Okay, okay. Um, I think when Reagan was the beginning of it being more in well, not the beginning of it, but it was like the high point where it was more important that someone be likable than someone be a good politician. Yeah. Uh, this is true. But there were others. JFK arguably could have fallen in that bucket. But he also was good at both. So he was. He was. People who but. cared about politics got what they wanted, and people who wanted someone likable got what they wanted. Uh, it, it it stopped really being important at all at some point that anyone know anything about anything, and they just do you want to have a beer with them is the dumbest fucking test for a politician wow. ever, but it's important. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So okay, do you want to have a beer with Hillary Clinton? Nobody would say yes. I mean, I, I would say yes. That'd be fucking cool. I don't know. She seems a little intense. She wouldn't seem like she's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like whenever she tries to make a joke, God, it's humiliatingly. That's true. That that can be a little awkward. Obama can so, make a joke. I'd like to have a true. beer with him. <laughs> Clinton. Both Bushes. Well, first Bush probably seemed like an uptight kind of asshole, but second Bush seemed like he knows how to party. 
That's well, that's true. I, anyway. I think this is it's not a, like you don't think that it's a verifiable fact. <laughs> Okay, Rob, I think we should put a poll on the Facebook page. When did America's empiric decline begin? <laughs> I don't think that everyone necessarily agrees that it has. I know. Well, maybe you put it hasn't yet. Um, okay, so hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you think. Um, I encourage people to, uh, you know, I, I honestly say I don't agree necessarily with um, Rob, what would you say your your position is? Uh, absolute cynicism, nihilism, <laughs> nihil. No, because nihilism is more like it doesn't matter. I don't really. It just doesn't matter. That's kind of where I am. Okay, okay, okay. So nihilism. So we the, elected with... a fucking clown to be president of the United States, and my life now really it's... hasn't changed at all. That's true. Okay, so nihilism. It just doesn't matter. Um. Okay. So maybe. But I think that's okay. So let us know. Like, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know if you think that um, none of it matters. Or let us know if you think that, you know, the the Supreme Court is a bunch of jollies who are just talking randomly at each other and writing these long, boring opinions. Um, but I do encourage people to just, like, read up about it. Like, if, if you want to... One thing that I think... Rob, you're pretty good at is you'll get excited about it and read about it at least. So get excited and read about it if you, so that you're prepared to talk about it rather than just randomly, you know, you uh, know what I'm saying? Also, if you find yourself bored enough this week to read a Supreme Court decision, also try to find time to like and subscribe on iTunes and tell a friend <laughs> about the podcast. This is true. You should do that. <laughs> Um, I, do you know what I think? I'm going to make a podcast recommendation next week. Um, I'm trying to be more like Rob. Well, that'll be next week. For now, Aaron, you got anything else? Got nothing. <laughs>